Hello everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast episode 165. Did you almost flub my name? <laughs> that was noticeable? Yes. Oh, dang it. I was hoping it wouldn't be. It's I just fine. kept rolling through. But we are coming off of a week off. I took a little birthday break. I'm 34 now. Feeling good, all things considering. Yeah, I feel like a woman needs to take a full week off for the birthday, <laughs> right? That's the unwritten rule. Well, the podcast, our podcast recording day was on my actual birthday. And then we just had so much catching up to do. And you had your last week of editing your show. So it was just a big convergence of like busyness after the birthday. It felt good. How was the birthday? The birthday was amazing. I mean, it ran the risk of not being amazing mm. for a second. Yeah, I, I made an error. You made it? Okay, Shane, this is, it's not a big deal because obviously it worked out, but it could have been a big deal considering you and I had been looking forward to planning and talking about my birthday for a month. So why don't you kind of describe what happened? Okay, so I wanted to book a fancy meal for your birthday. And this fancy meal, it's the way of Niagara on the lake. It's around, It's in that region. Jordan. Jordan. Specifically. For people who know <laughs> Canadian geography, Jordan. It's near Niagara on the lake. So I'm booking this meal. And this meal that you book, it's like 400 bucks. It's fancy. It's like out of the movie The Menu, if anyone knows that reference. It's eight courses. It's very pretentious. It's more about the experience than even the food. There's a wine pairing that's not even included when you buy the meal. So it's a big deal. It's a big gift. Oh, big, yeah. So I'm, I'm about to book it for like a dinner at like 5 p.m. But you know me, I get excited. And I want to <laughs> tell you about the gift before I've even booked it. So I'm like, Alex, get in here. I just need that love and excitement from you. So I call you in. And you're like, oh, my goodness. You're like, well, we're up there. Like, what if we stayed about at the Pillar and Post, which is a really <laughs> nice hotel, which I was thinking that anyway. It's kind of been for the past like three years, yeah. our little getaway spot. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. But then I move the reservation or the reservation I was about to book from five to, to noon, because if you book a nice hotel, you don't want to waste time not at the hotel. Uh, so, you know, it's a three hour meal. So from noon till 3 p.m., by the time it's 3 p.m., our, our room will be ready. So I book Pearl Morissette and then that's the, the fancy meal. And it's, it's non-refundable too. If you, if you book this, you can transfer it to somebody, but who's going to want it? Like in our age group, Who's gonna? Who are you gonna transfer it to? And it was a twelve o'clock lunchtime too. Yeah. Like we ate early. So you book this. You have to go, even if you have COVID. <laughs> it's like you're pretending you don't have COVID. You're going to this meal. It's that type of price point. And I, I look at the uh, Pillar and Post to book the hotel, but it's one of these things where there's so many coupons and weird deals where it's like our winter special where you can get a free dinner if you book this double twin bed room or you can get a <laughs> upgraded breakfast if you book this and with a king size and a jacuzzi room and it's so convoluted to look through it's very confusing there's all this fine print and all the options are great but I, it's your birthday i want the best option so i'm like after the kids go to bed we're gonna book this mm -hmm. it's like okay anyway cut to your birthday 
and we're getting ready to leave and you you say, I'm so excited for Pillar and Post. So excited. And then once you say Pillar and Post, I get a flashback. We never had that meeting at <laughs> night to actually book the hotel room. <clears throat> but I'm like, I'm sure I did book it somehow. I call Pillar and Post. Oh, no. I didn't book the room. It was it was shocking to hear because it had been almost a month and we had been talking about it so frequently. And I remember sitting in the room with Shane looking at the deals. I swear I have a false memory of actually hitting the pay now reserve button. Well, the, the problem is the dinner is so expensive. It's about the price of a room. Yeah. So it messes with your brain. You get all confused. You're seeing confirmation emails and price points and you're like, oh, I've got it all <laughs> set up. So anyway, I tell the guy, oh my goodness, this is so embarrassing. I thought I had booked a room. We don't have a room. He goes, well, there is one room available, the presidential suite. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, it's your birthday. Let's do it. I go, how much? 500. That's actually cheaper than what you think a presidential suite. And All this, things considered. This room sounds amazing. So, but then I remember there was all these weird deals, breakfast deals and all this stuff. <laughs> So I go, I remember when I tried to book a month and a half ago and there was a dinner deal that if I did this, I'd get a martini. And I start going over all these weird details and he's getting annoyed with me. He's like, OK, this isn't just a normal customer that's going to book this. This is a guy who's a bit of a pill mm -hmm. and he's annoying. And then all of a sudden I hear like whispering in the back. And then he goes, oh, no, uh, the room is closed for maintenance, actually. I'm sorry. Bold. And I'm like, bullshit. So I pretend I believe him. And he's like, but we do have other hotels <laughs> under our umbrella that you could book and this and that. I go, okay, let me think about it. Hang up. Call back again. And this time I asked for the reservations department because that was the front desk. Mm -hmm. So I go straight to reservations. I, I, now I'm laying it on thick. I'm like, it's my wife's birthday. Oh my goodness, I'm in big trouble. Could you, uh, is there a room anywhere? He goes, oh my goodness, there's a presidential suite. I go, let's book that. No problems. All of a sudden I'm the easiest <laughs> customer in the world. Guy's all excited, books it. And we ended up getting the presidential suite. And Mind you, it we, we didn't get until 4 p.m. because there did seem to be a shortage of housekeepers. Mm. So I think that would, they were like, oh, we're going to be overloaded this weekend. And this guy's a bit of a pill. Let's say it's maintenance. But we got in the room and it was the best room it ever. Was, like it's probably the second best room we've ever stayed in. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And it was a genius move, by the way, going over that person's or under their over their back. What is the saying? I think the front desk would probably be on the bottom and reservation might work up top. So I'd say it's, I went over their heads. Oh, such a smart move. And I like if you're ever in this position, it's like asking for the manager without having to ask for the manager or be that person. You're just finding a sneaky way to go over their heads, talk to a superior without having them involved and then getting what you want. And it was so worth it. And the one thing too about this hotel and the reason why we wanted to get there on time, there's like a hot spring, a heated outdoor pool, a spa. Like it's a place you want to go and hang out. But the room. The room was the room, insanely it's beautiful. It's massive. And it's not just massive. It is nice. Yeah. So two I, fireplaces, back to back fireplaces. I've never been in a hotel room that had two fireplaces. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, it's luxury. So there's one in like the, there's a huge TV with fireplace below it. Then you go in the bedroom and on the opposite side where the fire is in the, the living area with the big TV on the opposite side, there's a fire like attached to it on the other side with another TV, uh, awesome bed with like, or, or jacuzzi. Uh, not bed. Uh, we had a four-post bed. The bed was nice. It was like it was six awesome feet bed. tall. But they the had jacuzzi a to get on. had working jets, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it was very fun. It was gorgeous, and it it, it honestly had a bar in it. Oh, the like bar was bar. cool too. But it was honestly, it was the best vibe. It was so comfortable. Every inch of it was like decorated cozy. If that makes sense, it wasn't just an empty feeling hotel room, and we felt like kings right i mean i'm speaking for myself but i felt like a king and it was so fun and being there and feeling like such a high roller for actually a not bad price considering where we were staying it just you know it helped to just shed any stress any worries and helps make vacation intimacy amazing and i'm appreciating that as life gets more chaotic and uh as things get crazier. When you say vacation intimacy, are you talking about you what I You know what think? I mean. You know what I mean. Vacation intimacy gets better. And I think it honestly, I'm wondering if it gets better with age. And the thing is, we were only an hour, less than an hour away from home. Yeah. One night. That's all you need to make it awesome and to be able to let go of that stress yes. you know what i mean well we were practicing a lot of abstinence before the trip so that <laughs> helps too well honestly it made me think like a lot in high school uh my parents would just decide to go to toronto for a night to have dinner and then they'd stay over and my brother and i'd be like sweet party time and we'd invite friends over but if my, you only knew the debauchery going on. Well, no kidding. I'm like, no, they were they were there for the intimacy, for the reconnection. And honestly, it's such it's an easy thing to do because I think that we could do this and get the same results and the same that that reconnection. Even if it was in the same city. Like get a babysitter at the house, grab a room at the Sheraton in Hamilton. And have the same or similar vibe. You know what I mean? What if we got a babysitter? This is the economic way. We get a babysitter, <laughs> not only in Hamilton, but we stay in our own house and we make our <laughs> room, because we have a nice bedroom. Yeah. We just lock it off, get a record, bottle of wine, and we just get it on. Well, the kids are, you know, they're the babysitter's downstairs looking after the children. And the babysitter puts them to bed. Because for me... It's the putting to bed. And this is something I want to ask you, actually, Shane, is the ideal date night setting or scenario and what that looks like to you. Because for me, a part of it is, yeah, being somewhere where there's no distraction and preferably not in our house because then I'm not thinking, ooh, that needs to be cleaned. Ooh, I need to put this away or whatever. And I'm not being reminded of tasks. a cleaner to clean the room. <laughs> Uh, upstairs our bedroom we just make it immaculate like a hotel room we say weird request but we just need you to clean one room not the whole house just one room make it like a hotel room then she leaves we play jungle noises and all that like loud so no one knows what's going on and that's it not the economical option anymore well, some of these rooms can be expensive. That's I bet you true. it's cheaper than a presidential suite. Well, absolutely it is. But not once you add the babysitter to it. Babysitters are expensive these days. 
Not the way we pay them. <laughs> Get out of here. What, 60 bucks we pay a babysitter. Three hours is all I need. <laughs> but wait, because this, this has to do with the second part of a date night for me. And, and what makes it ideal is not having to deal with bedtime. If we can sneak away and not have to deal with the two-hour shenanigan fest that is bedtime. That's what I mean. The babysitter puts them to bed. You don't have to pay the, for the whole night for the babysitter. We go... You put the kids to bed, yeah. just leave. Don't even say bye because we're going to be busy. <laughs> just just leave because at a hotel, you sleep there anyway. You're so paying for time when your eyes are closed. So our kids are off to rekindle our marriage. I think, yeah. I think it's an important investment. Truly, I do. And I, but I think- you can do more of that mm-hmm. if you do it within the home for just $150. <laughs> That you're buying yourself three more nights a year to just really let loose. This is good. This is like a Nathan Fielder-esque approach. What I like here is that we have different price options. We've got price points. We've got budget. So if you want to go an hour away from home, presidential suite somewhere, you want to stay home, get the cleaners, get the babysitter, you got options. So basically what you're saying and what maybe I'm saying too, no excuses. Get on those date nights. Get on those rekindling your marriage nights. Yeah. It's important. And it is a good investment for the whole family. But I what guess, makes- yeah, because yes, the, uh, um, what's it called? Intimacy keeps the marriage together, which helps the kids. Yeah. It just shows them a loving atmosphere. But what makes an ideal date night for you? Because yeah, when we were away, not having to put the kids to bed and then you and I hanging by the fire after like being in the hot spring, we opened up a bottle of wine that we love and it was just, it was like out of a movie type of vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was a a bear rug kind of thing in front of the fire. There was Everything, no bear rug. Alex's It lawn. wasn't a bear rug. It was some kind of animal rug. There was? Yes. I don't know, like oh, tiger oh, or what was no. it? <laughs> it was cow. It was cow. Okay, there was a cow rug. <laughs> the in front least of romantic <laughs> skin you can have. It was cow skin. <laughs> but it was like stylish cow skin. But still, it wasn't like a fuzzy animal. It was like, you know, I hey, guess cows are fuzzier than humans. But it was still. sleek. It was smooth, and yes. it made me feel flirtatious. Yes, that's all that matters. But what? What do you consider important for a like the ideal date night if you had to kind of plan that out? Atmosphere matters. Mm-hmm. So the Huge. atmosphere is is a big deal. And atmosphere creates a vibe. So vibe, I would say, is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And not putting the kids to bed helps the vibe. Of and course. the next thing I want to ask you, kind of along the lines of that, I don't know what made me think of this. Honestly, I wrote these questions a few days ago, so I don't remember why I wrote this down, but I remember being eager about knowing your answer. Okay. But what makes you feel the most loved? Like not necessarily grand gesture, little thing. What makes you feel the most loved? Um, What makes me feel the most loved? I just think when it's... What's that called? They say your parents' love is... Unconditional? Unconditional. Unconditional love makes me feel loved. If people don't mess with me, mm-hmm. like if I'm like, I don't know, being a jerk or something and <laughs> someone's not like, I'm out of here, <laughs> then I feel really loved. <laughs> so I need to like, I have like an abandonment issue. So I can't have people leaving me. 
So if somebody, if I'm being, you know, I know if I'm being weird or annoying and somebody's still going to stay with me, then I feel really loved. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I'll be like, wow, today was my ultimate annoying day. And that person is supporting me still. Mm -hmm. No, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, it's funny because it's different than what I had pictured and like what I was thinking makes me feel the most loved. And it's just funny how each person can define that so differently. But what do you think it is for me? Because you you are pretty good with knowing how I feel. Yeah, I, I think what you would say might not be what actually makes you feel most loved. I think a hug you're going to say. That's not what I'm going to say. A kiss? No. like actually looking at me like sternly or not sternly whatever but genuinely and just saying i love you and like just the most i love you stern (laughs) like nick cage go to to your room i love you (laughs) you sound like nick cage there Mm. um yeah it's that anyway so so you must never feel love No, you show love in other ways and you do that as well. But like, not the way you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, very rarely like, you do. I love you. When we're lying in bed, you'll say that. Mm, I don't remember saying that. Yeah, you said it even like two nights ago. Okay, it, do an imitation of it. Go back and forth. You're you and you're me. Mm, I love you. That was me? Yeah. That didn't sound sincere. <laughs> Did it sound more sincere than that? I've just, uh, yeah. Okay. Bad impressions. But no. I like that. And then obviously uh, long hugs where nobody's pushing me away. I just saw a kid. Oh, here comes one. Which one is this, Lucy? I thought she was in bed. Lucy, what's going on? Why You're rubbing your tummy. Are you hungry? To indicate. (laughs) You are? That's the classic I'm hungry move to rub your tummy. Okay. So I'm going to get you a nan bread with butter. (sighs) Now, Lucy, what kind of snack do you think is the perfect bedtime snack? What? What kind of snack would you say is the perfect bedtime snack? Lollipop. Lollipop. See, I would disagree because there's too much sugar in that. What's a nice snack that fills your tummy but doesn't give you that sugary energy? Bad. Bad? Don't play with that, Lou. We need that. Don't play with that. It creates bad. Bad noise. But uh, How do you feel about nom bread with a little butter on it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Now, are you going to stay in bed this time once you go to bed? What? It's way past your bedtime, so you have to stay in bed once you go up there, okay? Okay. I love you. Okay. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, Lucy. That was a good chunk that we got through without interruption, so I'm impressed. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'm a little disappointed, though, that Lucy thinks a lollipop she is a good bedtime snack. She knows that not to be true. She know, What, is she trying to be funny for the podcast? Yeah, she gets a little shy, I think, once the mic's in her face and she freezes. <laughs> anyway, Shane, the last thing I kind of want to talk about, you and I kind of not only did we do the whole presidential suite birthday party, we also got into some, I'd say, celeb beauty treatments last week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they shoved a needle all up in my face. They took blood and they squirted my own blood on my face. <laughs> so what Shane is referring to, he got microneedling with PRP. So they take his blood out of his arm. Then they spin it. What do they call that? Like a vortex thing? Mm, 
The machine might be called something like that. It's just blood mixing. So they separate the plasma from the blood and then they put the plasma on his face and then they micro needle the plasma into his face. Because the plasma likes holes. Yes. So the plasma goes in the holes that the micro needling creates on your face. And she was telling me, like she wasn't trying to insult me, <laughs> but she accidentally did because she was like, and this could make you grow a good beard. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Because she was saying that it could make hair actually like grow on my face because I can't really grow on my face. But I'm, I told her, listen, I have whole areas on my face that don't even have follicles. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. And then she didn't know what to say to that. But (laughs) maybe it can make follicles. Well, it was pretty cool because this treatment, if you have never heard of microneedling with PRP, you might recognize it as Kim Kardashian's vampire facial. Except she had the actual blood on her face, which you never had. You only had the plasma. And she didn't like that Kim Kardashian was spreading these rumors that it it's going to be covered in blood. She goes, I know you've seen it online where your face is covered in blood. She's like, it's not like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So. No, that was that was a nice thing to learn because it made it seem so much more approachable. I got a peel. I got my first chemical peel. We did a really light one just to see how my skin would react to it. And honestly, I was surprised that it even like I had a lot of bump. Shane, look at my forehead. It's less, have, way less bumpy. I know. Mine's less bumpy too. I know. Well, you're so Shane's wanting to treat like some. I don't know. You burned your skin off with hair dye when you were sixteen. Yeah, I I used to have a lot of acne on my face, and then I did home blonde dyeing, <laughs> and the dye my hairline's pretty like forward. Like I have like my hairline's like not receding, mm-hmm. so it's like it's really against my skin. So to dye every inch of my hair, I had to put some of it on my skin. But I like fell asleep once and I just burned the whole outline of my hair, which had zits all over it, which scabbed over like crazy. And then I picked the scabs off. So I have terrible acne scarring on the side of my face. Like like a lot of area on my face is like not smooth and rough and acne ridden. But I and I can't tell if it's just because I know what to expect out of this treatment because it has been proven to help those things. But honestly, the sides of your face look already a little bit filled out and i know i don't even think it's possible for the treatment to work that fast but it truly does why were you always noticing my acne face no never even once you pointed it out i was like oh this is very much hmm. something shane notices because Seemed like you're backpedaling a little bit no no no, no. one it's, minute it's, it's dramatically so minor. better oh, it's okay. so minor to begin with and that's the thing and it's already kind of plumped out Okay, well, I hope uh, we're getting like four or five of these treatments, so I hope it really plumps out in the end. Mm-hmm. By the way, I liked your uh, underhanded compliment to yourself and your uh, super luscious, not receding hairline. No, I, I'm regurgitating <laughs> what the woman told me because I was trying to figure out why I was so scarred. And she goes, oh, because your hair is so, um, she she had a better word, but she's she like, your hairline doesn't recede, so it really gets on your forehead. Mm. And everywhere you'd put the dye would be touching your zits. That's a terrifying situation, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, Shane, how do you feel You should about- have seen the dye job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel about getting to the mailbag segment? Let's do it. But before we get to the mailbag segment, let's tell everyone who we are supported by. We are supported by True Earth. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that Shane and I have been trying to reduce our environmental footprints. 
One way we're doing that is through eliminating single-use plastics in our household because with two kids and the two of us who are kind of chaotic people, it adds up. And one easy way to do this is just by eliminating plastic jugs that your laundry detergent comes in, that your dishwasher liquid comes in, because that is just you know, diluted stuff with water in big plastic jugs. And it is so easy to switch. When we discovered True Earth Laundry Detergent, we have not looked back since. The detergent itself comes in these pre-measured soluble strips that you simply rip apart and put in your washer. And it is so easy. The best part is that there's no plastic. The packaging is so compact and it's drastically changed the tidiness of our laundry room. Like that was an unexpected plus. And what is so great is that we just started using their brand new dishwashing tablets as well. So again, no plastic in the packaging. You simply break off a tablet, stick it in your dishwasher, and everything comes out sparkling clean, just like in the commercials. So check out True Earth Detergent and all their other amazing products at true.earth and use the promo code thisfamilytree10 to get 10% off your order. You are going to love this product. Take my word for it. Again, that is true.earth and thisfamilytree10. We are also supported by Mini Miosh. Mini Miosh is a premium, organic, ethically made, and sustainable kids and babies clothing company founded and created in Toronto. Mini Miosh believes in quality over quantity, and they make, I'm telling you, the best basics for your littles. Fashionable wardrobe staples that are soft, comfy, timeless, and can be passed from child to child regardless of gender. Their organic cotton fabrics are knit and dyed locally using GOTS certified organic cotton and low-impact non-toxic dyes. Plus, really exciting, selfishly, they have recently come out with a women's collection. This is called the M and West Collection. It's the simple patterns and colors that you loved when your kid was wearing Mini Miosh. It's all French terry, and it's still ethically and sustainably produced. Mini Miosh is on a mission to leave the planet better off for our little ones than when they arrived on it, and they believe that every little bit counts. You can find the company online at minimiosh.com or at minimiosh on Instagram and Facebook. And if you use the promo code thisfamilytree15, you're getting 15% off your order. It's available in Canada and in the US and it is one use per customer, so load up your cart. And again, that is thisfamilytree15 at minimiosh.com. And now, Shane, are you ready for our listener questions this week? Yes. All right, Shane, first question, it's a doozy. This is from somebody who I don't think has ever written in before. So new writer in her. And controversial question. Oh, so that means it's not controversial. Right. Who's hotter, you or Shane? And look, folks, a week ago. This is a man asking this question. It's a, a woman. woman wouldn't dare. It's a woman. A woman. Yeah. Oh, I'm flattered that she'd even ask this. And a week ago, I would have said, look, me. But, but Shane just got a pretty fresh haircut on Sunday. And you're looking really hot. So fresh haircut i'm going it's a fresh cut okay it's like fresh you got fresh ends you know when you get your hair cut and then your ends are all fresh and fluffy okay let's not play any games here you want to play games though let's play games fine <laughs> i'm hotter i'm down for that answer right yeah, now why are you laughing oh it's so funny that she would say you that. want to play games oh okay yeah. well i've got a good personality oh you've got one too <laughs> yeah my personality's well i guess yours is better than mine too oh geez what do i got good Hmm. Jeez, what's good? You're perceptive. 
I'm the first thing, the first thing upon meeting Shane, it was our first mm. time meeting with me meeting all his friends and their wives and everything. And then his buddy, it was at a wedding. And oh, he's all drunk. He's like, hey, hey uh, Danica, tell, uh, tell Alex the best thing about Shane. <laughs> like my, yeah. one of my best friends puts his wife on the spot <laughs> to say something good about me. At like and, two in the morning. And she just goes, ah, he's very perceptive. But that was a great take. Because you are, mm. you're one of the most perceptive people I've ever met. And I think there's a lot to say about that. And prior to her saying that, I never really thought that about anybody, but it's a quality I appreciate from you. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry mm. everything now. Are you perceptive? No. Yeah, that's right, that's very perceptive of you. <laughs> um, okay, next question, are you ready? Yeah. Vaginal seating. Yes. I recently heard someone oh. mention this. Have you heard what it is? And have you heard of it? And WTF is it? Vaginal seeding? Yes. So we're going to guess what this is, and I'm going to look it up. I think it's when you grow older and okay. the shape of your vagina changes into a little seat. So, okay, wait, sorry. So you it grow- It shrinks? No, it doesn't shrink. It just changes shape. And it be and it sits different all of a sudden because gravity's always pulling on it, <laughs> and then it can cause problems when you're older. Okay, so my guess for vaginal seeding. Oh, seeding. What did seed you think I said? Is there a T? No, no seed, like a seed. So I was thinking, is that not what you heard? I I heard seat. Oh, see, I thought you meant like your vagina takes the shape of a seed, like an no, apple seed. No, it turns into like a like a seat. Um, okay, what's your guess? <laughs> um, okay, my guess is uh, like the turkey baster form of um, putting sperm in to make a baby, like seeding. You're taking the seed and you're seeding it in the in the cervix. So that's my guess. But why would they? Okay. But, okay, I typed it in. Vaginal seeding refers to the practice of inoculating a cotton gauze or cotton swab with vaginal fluids to transfer the vaginal flora to the mouth, nose, or skin of a newborn infant. And this is going to help uh, decrease the frequency of asthma, disease, immune disorders, all these different things. That is definitely not even close to what I was thinking it would be. So... If you have a friend or someone and you know someone who doesn't have asthma, there's a good chance <laughs> they've had their mom's <laughs> vagina on their face. Well, you've had your mom's vagina on your face. Alex. Oh, no, you didn't. You were delivered by cesarean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Don't jump to assumptions. No. Well, <laughs> I was going to say the majority of people have. So in your case, so this is this talking about first babies born through cesareans. So if your baby is doesn't come out of the vaginal canal, they're saying that inoculating the baby with vaginal flora is helpful. So like mm -hmm. actually passing through the vaginal canal, they're introduced to different flora and bacteria that are good mm -hmm. for them. But if you catch like a, like if you're coming out legs first. Right. Dangerous. Yeah. But let's just say, and you catch them on like a contraction <laughs> and you're in that pocket, maybe you can get out without touching. You're in it though. You're in it, but you can pop out maybe without touching the sides. Like uh Sheen, are you forgetting operation. how big a baby's head is and how small a vagina is? Yeah, I guess. 
But maybe if it's, if it's twins <laughs> and you're the second, <laughs> you're second in line. Second twin and lacking a lot of oxygen, so you're just a lot smaller. Or uh, what that octo mom? You're the eighth kid. Oh jeez, how did she deliver those? Do you know? I bet you it had to come out. Uh, C-section. Yes. Yeah, it would have to be. All right, next question. Are you ready? Yeah. Rachel Bilson had her first orgasm at age 38, which I found shocking. Is this common for women? Yeah, isn't it like one out of every three women has some sort of sexual dysfunction? I believe that. I don't know that stat to be true, but I did find a true stat here because I wanted to know. But about 10 to 15% of women have never had an orgasm with a partner by themselves. Just never. How did Bilson do it? I don't know, but she said this is after she divorced our buddy uh, Hayden Christensen, by the way. Directly afterwards? I don't know. No, she, <laughs> said, this, she said this recently. And uh, she said it's not a slag on her exes, but whatever. She only recently had her first orgasm. But she attributed it to, which I assumed, just not knowing her own body. because. So what, what I'm saying, though, is when she had her orgasm, was it with a partner? I'm or? not sure. Okay, not she sure. never said. No, but um, as far as I'm concerned, no. But it's interesting to me because little boys know their anatomy so well from such an early age. And with girls, because everything is not out in the open, it's different. And I know women who barely know what their vagina looks like. Me, like, I don't know, especially when I was pregnant and everything, like, and healing up from all that. Like, I was obsessed with that. I'm looking all the time with a little mirror and everything. I know my anatomy super well. And I think it's so important even just to keep yourself healthy, like to say, hey, doctor, I think this thing is wrong, to be able to identify problems and things like that. Never mind sexual health. Do you look up your butthole? No. (laughs) Do you? No, I'm scared. <laughs> what do you think you're going to find? I don't know. <laughs> lots of poo. Babe. I'm sorry. You know what? We Why just... would I find lots of poo up there? Why is there lots? <laughs> like if if I haven't taken a shit, it's not going to be there. No, I was just thinking of that last Ted Lasso episode we watched where they were in the sewers with the poope. Oh, okay. With that guy's accent. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> sorry, it's been in my head ever since he said that. The way he said it. Poopay. Okay, well, you didn't say it like that. <laughs> Sorry. I've just been thinking about poopay nonstop. Moving on. All right, next question. Tell me your wish you had moments and glad you did moments. So I'll start and you can take a thing, Shane. My wish I had. So number one, played university basketball. Talked about that before. I did not do it. I wanted to socialize and it just sucked. I was so used to being around basketball players, athletes, and I really regret not doing that. Another thing is I wish I started unfollowing people that stressed me out on social media earlier. I just started doing this and really looking at my following list like really critically. I recently had to, I found myself getting obsessed with this one influencer and I just had to unfollow. Do I know them? Not personally, hmm. but I, I had to unfollow because her life, it's its a lot different than mine, but it's just, it seemed so chaotic and there was a lot of drama going on. So I was like, I cannot be a part of this anymore. Do so I know I just, them online? Yeah. Who? Uh, Wheelchair Rapunzel. Oh, okay. So I just, I had to stop following because I was getting just obsessed with tuning in and all this stuff and it was driving me nuts. I'm like, why do I care this much? Felt amazing and get rid of it. 
recently also stopped following another influencer who I really liked because she went on a rant about how it was the most um, pretentious, self-aggrandizing rant. She was talking about how anybody who drinks is like basically less than. And there's. Oh my goodness, folks, you are not going to believe this. I am popping in now the day after we recorded everything you've just heard. And we realized that something happened with our SD card and the rest of our podcast. There were only a few minutes, but they were good minutes. It did not record. We don't know what happened. But folks, any questions that I didn't get to this week because the recording didn't pick them up, I will answer again next week. And before we sign off, I want to give a super special congratulations, good luck, big hug, everything, so much love to one of our amazing supporters, Stephanie, Real Miss Blondie. She is a huge fan of this podcast. We are huge fans of hers and she's getting married this weekend. So we are super stoked. Congrats, Stephanie. Good luck. Everything, all the love in the world. And folks, thank you so much for listening to this Family Tree Podcast, episode 165.